Governor's Cup tonight, two freshmen going at it. That gets you hot and bothered? I mean, Blake is. So is Kendall Collins on our text line. He's a little chippy today after not inviting me to his crawfish party. I did put the pictures on whiskey61.com. I guess. Only because I am a an amazing friend. And, and Kendall didn't even tell me on purpose. Jason Perigen pitmaster for jack daniels rubbed it in and dropped the pictures on me uh sunday i guess or yesterday when you almost blow an eight run lead and then blow a seven run lead you you're you're chippy i i got you feisty i got you okay yeah i thought our show yesterday was really good considering what happened to Ole miss and mississippi state in baseball over the weekend. We did not we pivoted. seven run lead. <laughs> we did not, and we had a really good show. The podcast was on fire. I thought Fred Smoot was unbelievable talking about Jerry Jones calling him minutes before the Washington Redskins uh, drafted him. I did not know that story as many times as I have interviewed Smoot. And also Smoot talking about uh, the first million-dollar check he received after being drafted by the Washington Redskins, now Commanders, and then also family members asking for money. That's one of the best hits. And we've, you know, Fred's, it's not me. I mean, Smoot is awesome because he's just a walking, talking soundbite. But man, that was fun. And you can find all that on Apple Podcasts. Search Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds. Uh, I didn't know that he was that close to being a cowboy. And that would have been cool for Blake Scott. And... It'd have been really cool for us because now we could tie Smoot to Dak a lot more instead of them being, you know, arch rivals like they are in the NFC East. But instead, they're even though Smoot loves Dak, they are arch rivals. SEC Insider Hit brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue. The official healthcare provider of the Out of Bounds Show, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. Good morning. Welcome in. We're streaming live on thezone1059.com in the Out of Bounds radio app. And yes, we have on whiskey61.com right now, we've got some Smoot stuff, um, some Zeno Davidoff cigar post, uh, Chef Kendall Collins and Crawfish. And oh, I got the Cowboys podcast on there too. So I'd love some bourbon recommendations from you. I got a big thing May 18th, and, you know, we're tied in with an amazing Long Branch bourbon, Russell's Reserve, awesome. But I'd like to know maybe what you're sipping on. If you want to post there, that'd be great. Maybe we'll tie it in with the giveaway. Let me. It's got to be big for y'all to go there and, and post what you have, uh, what you've been on, sipping on lately that you really like, but that's the reason why we created it. So check it out, whiskey61.com. Dot com. All right, Blake, you had some thoughts on where I was going. No, I, I was just going to say it probably would have been Cup? a different career for Fred Smoot if he had gone to Dallas, too. You never know. A, guy, yeah. a personality like him in a city like Dallas with everything that was uh, going on, he could have he had a little 
little pop, a little fun. Yeah, I mean, he's got a big gig in, in the Washington, Northern Virginia, oh, Maryland oh. area. He worked out fine. I just meant like, you know, who, what might have been playing for the star. When you play for the star, things are just bigger. Well, they were better even though they weren't good um, just because they had Romo. And uh, he never had a quarterback like he told us. He tells us every time we interview him. <laughs> he never had a quarterback at uh, you know at Washington or, or Minnesota. Cole or- Pepper got hurt. What was Cole Pepper got hurt two games into his career with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I'm sorry. Once he went, he spent a few years with the Washington Redskins, mm-hmm. now Commanders. Then he signed a big, big deal in which he corrected me with his signing bonus. Uh-huh. It looked like $5 million to me on uh, whatever site I was on, Sport Track or whatever the, the Twitter feed is that we, uh, that we follow. And he said, no, it was $15 million that he got up front in his second contract. But anyway, um, he didn't have anybody in Washington. And then Dante Culpepper was, uh, was hurt in like game two when Smoot was there. And then he went back to the Redskins mm. slash commanders and still didn't have a quarterback. Mm. But was on some really, he and Champ Bailey were hellacious on, Did on D. Have- Jason Campbell at one point while he was in Washington? He, he might did. have. I'm he did. Sure, uh, like but 07. I don't think it was long Yeah, because I think he went to the, or no. Did, I actually think Campbell, he went to the Vikings in 05. He did. Campbell's last year was 04 at Auburn when they went 13-0, and 0, but okay. were not allowed to, I think it may have been 03, um, under Tuberville when they went undefeated, but we they didn't match him up with Southern Cal. Wasn't that the year seven undefeated teams or something like that? And that was the big spark of, oh, the BCS is broken. We have it. We got to fix the system. I don't remember that, but I just know Auburn and Southern Cal didn't play, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And uh, Southern Cal was awarded the national title, and Tuberville didn't get a shot after going 13 and 0. And Jay, you're right. Jason Campbell from right. Taylorsville or somewhere in Mississippi was the starting quarterback. That's right. Jason Campbell, Cadillac I wonder where Williams, he is now. Brown. Does anybody know? Let's ask our listeners. Where is Jason Campbell now? Our agup.com text line, 601-885-3776. Powered by your next John Deere tractor at Ag Up Equipment, 601-885-3776. And I'd love to, love to have Jason Campbell on the show. I think that'd be really, really cool. Um, first round pick for the Washington Redskins. Yeah, and uh, now commanders. That's right. He he was in the '05 draft, is what it says. '05 draft. So, and I think that was the year Smoot went to Minnesota. It was, but he was in Washington till '09, and Smoot came back in '07. So, I'll be dang. So I think they did cross over for a couple of years. Okay, so, you're right. He did not have good quarterback. Play. Well, and he didn't have good coach. Uh, Jason Campbell didn't have good coaching. You know, I don't know who was there then. You know, Spurrier was there in like oh two three. It didn't take long for him to realize that wasn't what he wanted to do. And then, um, so I guess maybe Smoot had somebody and then Spurrier. But anyway, bottom mm-hmm. line is Smoot was great. I did not realize that Jerry Jones called him just a few minutes before uh, the Washington Redskins drafted him in 2001. Yeah, would have been a, would have been crazy to see him in Dallas. Would have been fun as a, as a Cowboys fan, personally, to, see, been to awesome. see him in Dallas. Yeah, he, you know, as long as he and Michael Irvin would have stayed away from each other, no, they would have, 
the boat party I mean, story would I know have been Irvin was even done. elevated. It would have yeah. been it would have been higher. Can you imagine the boat you could get on Lake Travis? Oh, in the off season, Hello. man, Smoot in the Dallas metro area. Yeah, goodness gracious! Think of the money that's. Oh yeah, it would be a disaster. See, hmm. you could. It's crazy that they got in trouble, especially like, given that it was still kind of pre-social media, that they got in trouble up in Minnesota on a lake. Like you thought they could have swept. That's not Dallas and New York, L.A. It's not like. Paparazzi. Well, they should have flown to Vegas and how, done whatever they wanted well, to do. How did they not sweep it under the rug in Minnesota, though, is my I whole don't point. Know. Like, that's Evid- crazy. Evidently, they had one he- heck of a um, probably beat writer reporter. Yeah. I mean, there are some insanely talented people, especially back then when they were still funded, that were working for newspapers slash dot coms that were covering these NFL teams. Oh, I mean, really, really good, talented people. Jason Campbell's just joined the Ar- Auburn Radio Network. That's awesome. You know, I hung out with Stan White in 2007 at the SEC Championship game. I went over there and did some stuff for XM Radio, and then LSU and Tennessee played that night. And LSU eventually won the game. It was Fulmer's last SEC Championship um, uh, appearance. And LSU would win under Les Miles, if you remember, Blake. And later that night, Rich Rod and West Virginia were upset by Pitt. Yep. And I think Dave Wanstead, but I can't remember. Pat McAfee shanked four field goals in that game or something like that? Yeah. Nice. (laughs) And uh, LSU would go on to play and win the national championship as a two-loss team. Unheard of. For less miles. Yeah, unheard of at the time. Unheard of. It just didn't happen because the BCS pretty much demanded perfection. Yeah, they did. And so, yeah, that was, I remember that vividly. That was crazy that that that, that all played out the way. At the time, I was cheering for LSU. I was, was were you? We were in the, uh, we went to the, I don't want to surprise you. Even back then, I was doing this. I went to the first part of the game and then we went back to like the main hotel in downtown Atlanta. Yeah. And it was Stan White. John Bond and Tommy Hodson. Oh, or maybe Tommy joined us later. Maybe he stayed at the game as a former LSU QB, and it was one of the funniest nights I've ever experienced. That's hilarious. Tommy eventually joined us, and that whole lobby. Once LSU, they filed in to the lobby bar after they won, and then once West Virginia pit played out. Oh, that thing. They didn't have enough beer correct they didn't have enough cold beer no in that in that yeah beautiful lobby bar wherever we were dried that place up yeah i'm sure yeah, yeah i'm sure especially we- i have to tell you about this game-changing product i use before a night out with drinks it's called z biotics let's face it after a night out with drinks i don't bounce back the next day like i used to and i have to make a choice i can either have a great night or a great next day. And that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot and believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. 
Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. There's something about playing SEC quarterback that, like, you have a penchant for being able to throw one back a little bit better. You know, like John Bond never Especially saw... Especially those 80s guys. He never saw a 24-pack that he couldn't crush. No. Like, it was... I told you this story. I can tell this now. Bond was working for Jackie Sherrill, and this was 1999. I'm finishing up grad school. We hook up together. Uh, I'd been able to work for Cheryl during the summers. He did these Nike camps or whatever. It was easy money. Host Bond and, and the staff are hosting like several hundred people the next day. And so you had to have all the beer. Mm-hmm. And we had all the beer. I mean, we I, I don't know how much beer we had because all these high school coaches were coming <laughs> in the next day. And there was going to be a big uh, catfish fry. Of course. In Shira, which now, now is outdated. And it's, now they have the $35 million seal building that yeah. they built 12 years ago for Dan. And John and I went on to try to take a, a put a big dent in the beer the that's, night before. That's smart. Well, then Bond has this great idea that he needs to start throwing passes to me. Well, Bond's still got a, he's still working out a lot yeah. at this time. He was running the steps in the stadium yeah. and stuff. I mean, he was ripped. He's not that far removed from play. No, I mean, yeah. he, you know, he got he, he he had played for the Cleveland Browns and maybe anyway. So we're in Shira. I'm lined up at wide receiver. Incredible. You know, Bond's got a rocket of an arm. I, I and, and he's like, just go out, do this, and I'm I'm and, and I'm sitting there thinking I'm going to break my nose. Yeah, touch wasn't his strong point. No, I mean, because he was a better passer than people gave him credit, but at that time. You know, we've had a few cold ones. Yeah. Okay? And then guess who comes in? The top part where you walk Cheryl? in the shot. Yes. Yes. And what did Cheryl he think? He was mad as a hornet. Yeah? Yeah. Because he's like, why Well, is this he was just college- trying to make sure that we had all our ducks in a row, or that John did. John yeah. actually had a big job. He didn't care. I was just in he grad didn't care school. about you. Yeah. The, yeah. No. No. Let's be honest. And, uh, and, and. He kind of said some things, and John said he had it handled, and it went off great the next day. Everybody got all the fried catfish they needed and all the uh, cold beer. I may not trust John to run a practice, but I do trust John to set up the necessities for a fish fry. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's certain things I can trust John by. I was just glad, like, one of my middle fingers didn't get split. Well, remember the Brett Favre commercial yeah. where he throws the pass yeah. and the, the receiver's hands are all broken? Like, yeah. that's that's what I think of. It was it was a bad... It, it could have been real bad. It actually ended up being good. It's pretty funny. Yeah. He told us... So, John and I did a podcast together. Which is still awesome. Yeah. This was in, I guess, right before I joined you. So, 2000... What year did Dan leave? 17? 17. So it would have been the the summer and fall of 17. And he would tell stories, and one of the stories he talks about is doing a summer camp, kind of a la the Manning Passing Academy, but they did it in Alabama. And it was it was a famous camp that they would hold yeah. in Alabama. I, don't, I guess sure. it was Bears camp or something like that. I don't know. Namath, Stabler? Yes. And they Snake would all that. And he would talk about they would just get destroyed out on the town the night before and then they would be at the camp the next day shirtless sweating out <laughs> alcohol smelling like breweries like hit, like throwing passes in like blue jean shorts no shirts no shoes 
just like hanging That's out awesome. on, at this like fall camp or I mean summer camp for kids, right? Football camps that you had to do as a as a QB. And it was hilarious. He would tell stories like that. He talked about beating Alabama and statute of limitations, so we're okay here. Beating Alabama here in Jackson, getting in his car, which was a, a red T bird, I think, or Thunderbird. I think he had a Corvette. Yeah, maybe something. I thought he said it's something that had the top. He could take the top off, so maybe yeah. the Corvette. T tops, baby. Yeah, and that's what it was. I think a T top. Sorry, you didn't get to live the T top era. And so he he says he era. gets in his T top, throws a case of beer in the front seat. Yeah. He said he finished it by the time he got to Atlanta, uh, like Athens. Uh, yeah, three hours later, and he meets Buck Ballou on the street, and Buck goes, "Wait, I thought you were playing a football game." He says, "Come on, Buck, we already beat him. I'm back." <laughs> and that's what he did. I was 1980, like, baby. Just a whole different world. Out of Bounds, brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be Blue, the official health care provider of the Out of Bounds show. Good morning. Welcome in. Thanks for hitting Apple Podcast and searching Out of Bounds with Bo Bounds. We learned something new today. Jason Campbell is now the radio analyst for Auburn football. And he's taken Stan White's place. Stan was a former QB. I think Stan was early 90s. Um, when I was in high school, pretty sure that's when Stan was, uh, it was fun to hang out with him. I don't know what he's doing now, but, uh, he was hilarious. Bond was the funniest one that night in the 2007 SEC championship post party, whatever. But, um, I, I bet Campbell's going to enjoy that job. You know, how could you not? Yeah. You know, he, he was, he was good. He was a really good quarterback at Auburn. Uh, granted, I, I know he had Cadillac and 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 uh, Ronnie Brown, but that helps your legacy though. When you play with good players like that, yeah, and, and t- people can remember, they can go, "Oh yeah, the the Campbell Cadillac, you know, that year, that oh yeah, that team was amazing." That helps your local legacy, right? It does. Yeah, it does. And you know, he and uh, Cadillac are big friends, and Cadillac was retained on Hugh Freeze's staff at Auburn. Cadillac and Ronnie Brown's doing something. Because when I went over to SEC, what did I tell you, Blake? You and I talked about it. When I went to SEC Media Days in Atlanta. He was there. And I sat down with Ron Fowler and did his show live there. Ronnie Brown was sitting right beside me um, because he was doing a hit next. And I don't remember what Ronnie was doing. But he's in, maybe he's in-house or player development or still part of the Auburn Network. On the, We'll have to figure that out. Um, I will have to figure it out. Speaking of guys who look like they could still play, Cadillac Williams looks like he could so does Ronnie Brown. right now and play. Yeah, now Cadillac Williams is <laughs> taking care of himself. Bro, that dude looks like he gets up and works out every day. Man, and he, he well, and and that guy, he was blessed with with great genes because when we when he was in the spotlight last year after they fired Brian Harson, I mean he looked great. Incre- he looked like he could suit up for Auburn and play right there. Absolutely. And he's he's got so much charisma, and uh, he did a hell of a job. And then Hugh Freeze decided to keep him on as recruiting coordinator and running running backs coach, which was smart. I wouldn't be surprised if Cadillac lands like a East Carolina Troy type job at some point. Blake, he seems like he's destined to be a head coach at yep. some point. Yep. I mean, look, everybody's been given. It's been an interesting past few years of people taking different chances on both retread coaches and coaches with no experience. Like, but but Matt, get it, Matt Hasselbeck, Deion Sanders. Yes, I think about guys like that, and look at what Deion's doing in what? Colorado right now. They've 
They've already brought in, since he got hired in the offseason, they've brought in 40 new players. 40. And expect to bring in more. And just yesterday, just yesterday, from the moment yesterday started, Monday morning, April 24th, from the moment it started to the moment that it ended, they Colorado had 18 players transfer out of the program. Wow. Just on Monday, 18 players. It's like a, we've never seen anything like this. So is Dion now the portal king and is Lane the portal, portal queen? I, dude. Or Prince. Yeah. I, I, I guess Dion Sanders is now the portal king and Lane Train is the portal prince. I think that has to be right. Dion is, I now, mean. They may go back and forth. There could be some ebb and flow here as far as, you know, taking over, right? In terms of quantity, no one is doing what Deion Sanders is doing. And I right. think Kiffin would tell you, maybe not publicly because you don't talk about other coaches, but privately he would tell you, I want no part in what Dion's doing. Fair enough. Because that's an ex- that is to a massive extreme. Yeah. Over 40 new pl- Your roster's only 85 scholarship players. You're, yes, you're bringing over half of that in. Well, I think it's going to be, I think it'll end up being 60 of the 85 that yeah. he'll bring in. That's, I mean, we've, we've never seen anything remotely like that. No, we haven't. Uh, out of bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN brought to you by the amazing breakfast sandwiches at Fleetway Market in Glugstad and the Market Cafe. Blake and I've had the uh, bacon, egg, and cheese, and we've also had the chicken biscuit. They're both, I think they have more options, but they're both amazing. I went to lunch there last week and the butter beans were fabulous. Picked up a chef salad. Um, it was all super yummy and a barbecue sandwich that eventually got stolen from me um, by my son. So that that's how that happened. Fleetway Market, Market Cafe, Gluckstadt, Mississippi. All right, we're live in the Bank Plus studio. It's NFL Draft Week. We have two freshmen going at each other tonight. Grayson Sonye. Uh, for Ole Miss, and um, Evan Sieri for Mississippi State. So there you go. Two freshmen, two true freshmen, that's a difference, on the mound for Mike Bianco and Chris Lamonis. Now, it's also National Telephone Day. I'd like to ask you the question, who's going to work the phone today more, Hugh Freeze or Stephen Jones? On National Telephone Day, we want to dedicate it to Hugh Freeze and Andy Canizero, but <laughs> who's going to work the phone more today? All right, you're, you're, you're three days out from the NFL draft, and allegedly Stephen Jones is the GM for the Dallas Cowboys. Hugh Freeze is, is this is the portal, portal time. We got, I don't know how many more days. Five, six, seven, eight more days of the portal. And so... My question to you is, who's going to work the phone more today? Lane Train in the portal? Dion Is Dion up? Let's see. It's 751 here. I think that makes it 652 or 650. It just went to 52, by the way. I think he's mountain time, but he may be Pacific in Denver. And then we've got, who else is working the portal hard? Freeze. Um... Kirby doesn't have to. Saban let out a statement yesterday that that let everybody know that basically um, we can cut people too for those that want to go. Of course, he's holding all the cards, Blake. Correct. He's he and Kirby are holding all the aces yeah. along with uh, Brian Kelly. I mean, t- the three coaches in the league 
three best programs by a million miles are LSU and Georgia first and Bama third. Um, now we'll see if Florida ever wakes up and wants to join the serious NIL party. And if they do, then we'll, we'll work back from there. But if Les Miles and Ed Ogeron can win national championships at LSU, it's LSU slash Georgia slash Bama. Go ahead. I, I agree. I think the difference is Saban, as crazy as this is, Kirby's riding high on back-to-back titles. Brian Kelly is brand new, and so he's working with less onus on him. Saban's the one of those three that has the most to prove this year. He has to get back to the playoff. Yeah. yeah. And really, he's got to play for a national title. Well, if he doesn't have anybody that can throw the football, I mean, Simpson and Milrow may can play a little bit, but let's see. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Independent Roofing Systems, the number one commercial and industrial roofing company in Mississippi. Roofing.ms. Mike Dettelier, baby, at 830. 